everybody, and welcome back to Don't Quit Your Day Job. My name is Paul. I am your host, as always. And everyone listening to this is going to be as excited as I am to welcome Mr. Daniel Mongrain, also known as Chewy, from the seminal, seminal band Voivod. Dan, thanks for coming Hi on the guys. show. Hi, guys. <laughs> thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. Great, great. So uh, in the little short conversation we had before I started it, I mentioned, uh, you know, being a fan from from the 80s. Um, when when you were getting involved with Voivod, were you starting out as a fan or what was what was the introduction for you? To be in the band, you mean? Yeah, yeah. How did you like, yeah. you, you knew about the band, obviously you were playing in metal bands at the time and... Yeah, I discovered Voivod before playing the guitar, actually, when I was 11 years old. I was interested in more, you know, heavier music and discovered, you know, through a distorted channel because we didn't have cable TV. There was uh, the uh, equivalent of MTV in French Canada, (laughs) the Quebec uh, province. And uh, we had this new show called Solid Rock. And the introduction of the show was a Voivod song, which I didn't know. But then there was an episode or a program, so to speak, uh, with Celtic Frost, Coroner, and Voivod, which was a great, a great <laughs> one. And I could see through the distorted screen some of the guitars of Piggy, like Crazy Shape and, and, and Always Drawing, and the music sounded like nothing else. And uh, I didn't even play the guitar back then. We had we had the wooden guitar we carved uh, <laughs> with the leftover planks at home, and uh, you know, dreaming of being a rock star. Or <laughs> and we had piano lessons before that, my brother and I. So we knew a bit about music, but uh, not much. And then uh, when I saw this uh, first video, uh, it was um, I think uh, ripping and headaches or or. Uh, Ravenous Medicine, anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we decided to, to form a band and buy real guitars. So <laughs> with my paperboy money, I went to a store after a while and bought a very, very cheap guitar. And it started from there. And then later on, you know, formed my own band with my brother called Martyr. Yeah. Uh, in, I, we, I was 14 years old and we started to play shows and uh, with, with original material and, and some covers. And then it became more serious, and uh, I went full on into music and, and tried to make a living uh, out of it. So I, I studied music, university, college, and, and now I'm a teacher. Right. And, uh, I definitely want to ask and, about that, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, well, the, the introduction to, to the guys uh, were done, uh, you know, through the, the dramatic uh, death of, of uh, Biggie, uh, Denis D'Amour. Which is my who is my hero really uh, when it comes to composition and and all that and uh, so I met uh, Snake and Away a few times at the memorial uh, in Montreal they organized and uh, we had friends in common and at some point uh, Away came to see a musical that I was in because I'm a freelance musician too musician too so I was playing in the in a musical called Dracula. Mm-hmm. And the word Voivod comes from the Bram Stoker novel, Dracula. Okay, I, Dracula didn't, I actually is, didn't know that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, but Dracula is a Voivod. It, it, it's a title, like a count or a general. Or if you go to Romania, they know all about okay. Voivodin, <laughs> Voivod. And, and they, they even have the, the word Voivod on their money, uh, you know, underneath the picture right. of the guy. Wow. Uh, 
<laughs> and so, um, so that was interesting. And uh, a few months later, uh, Piggy by by then was uh, was not with us anymore. And uh, I, I wrote an email to Huawei saying that if they thought about doing anything, you know, that I would be honored to play a note with with the guys on on any event you know and uh, a couple months later they had an offer to play in the first heavy mtl heavy montreal festival and it was only supposed to be that one show and uh next thing you know we're in japan and we're playing with ozzy at monster of rock and uh and it never stopped really so did you ever meet yeah. piggy uh actually i met him three times i think uh, in a club, uh, some some day, very late at night. Uh, <laughs> I didn't talk much with him, but I asked him if he would give me some guitar lesson just to play some Voivod riffs. Yeah. And he was too too humble, I I think, too shy about his talent. Uh, so he's ah, I I'm not sure or like that, you know. Yeah. And I had a better conversation with him, a longer conversation conversation with him uh, when Voivod played as a trio at Fofun Electric in Montreal with Eric Forrest and Dave Grohl was there just to attend the show. Right. It was a New Year's Eve party. Dave Grohl, uh, I think, was dating uh, Melissa off their mar at okay. the time, the yeah. bass from Hull, which is who is from Montreal. And so Snake was there too, attending the show. And there was a bunch of bands. So I, I, I talked with Piggy that night and I have a picture of me and him uh which i really uh, like uh it's uh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was quite a moment for me i, I was kind of a punisher but <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> meeting my idol so. when let's just talk about martyr for a second so martyr certainly is a band that people have heard of had some success again i'll do air quotes here success did you feel like Martyr was a thing that you could have continued with if Voivod didn't occur? Well, I continued Martyr along with Voivod okay. for a good four years. So, and uh, I, I was used to play in many different projects as a freelance, mm -hmm. and I did play with Gorgots and Cryptopsy. Right. I, I did a tour with Cryptopsy, did an album with Gorgots. So, I'm used to, you know, uh, kind of manage that kind of life plus teaching and all that. And uh, on, uh, on my freelance stuff, uh, Martin, the guitar player of Martyr, is always uh, my number one call for subbing me, for replacing me okay. in other projects. Yeah. But when my face is on the poster, it's really hard to be replaced. <laughs> you know? so, so I prior, prioritize the, the main, uh, main uh, projects. Uh, it's, it's a little bit uh, difficult to have more than one original project, but... Uh, we managed for the time being and uh, it could have continued uh, for sure uh there was uh you know different factors that uh we ended up breaking up and mm -hmm. it, it, that was that was that but it, i'm not, i'm open to more different project All original right. projects let's talk about um target earth which happens to be one of my favorite voivod records it's it's sort of your first official Right. Yeah. And when I when you got the chance to now, OK, you, you mentioned like what was supposed to be the one off shows that turned into a more permanent thing. When did it hit you? Did it hit you around writing Target Earth where you thought, OK, now I'm in Voivod and holy shit, that's amazing. 
<laughs> that's uh it took a while for me to really uh accepting that the guys were accepting me mm -hmm. like from from day one i i remember arriving at the rehearsal and play the first song and snake doing this and giving me a big hug and saying it's like closing my eyes and piggy is here you know like yeah. it was very welcoming very like uh heartwarming for me and uh They, they made me feel comfortable since day one, but I felt like a kind of an imposter okay. as well. And yeah. I think it's uh, just a natural thing when, and, and, and you don't know how the fans will react because right. I would have reacted in, you know, with expectations yeah. as a fan. For me, Voivod was over when Piggy passed and, uh, I was very sad and I had to, you know, it was a, it was a grief really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, um, uh, how was it? Uh, being part of the band, yeah. So we toured for five years before writing any mm -hmm. anything, you know, and there was no question about it really but then after five years of touring playing the old catalog uh we uh i think we sneaked uh, in the bus with uh playing some demos that uh, jean-yves and i were doing and uh we got a, a curious with uh, you know <laughs> what's that and uh oh it's just some stuff we're working on and it kind of planted the seed to to try it at least you yeah. know let's yeah. try it and if it doesn't work it doesn't work and that's it and uh we finally uh give it a try gave it a try and it ended up being uh target earth so warcaic is a is a great <laughs> song one of my favorite voivod songs um but other songs like resistance they have a you know again when thinking about um the legacy of voivod especially a song like resistance has a shreddier feel, a more metal feel compared to some of the, the jazzier or sort of sci-fi leanings of other songs. So when, when you think about that time and writing this first album with Voivod, did you really feel like I have to fit into a certain thing or were you already just trying to, to bring some of your personality to the table? At first I was not so um, confident, you know, uh, mm -hmm. I, I was, uh, thinking too much thinking too much about how does it sound uh, will it be okay will it be good and then i realized that as soon as i brought some ideas it was morphing into a voivod sound because snake is there and right. the way is there right. and the feel of the whole band was uh, you know transforming into voivod stuff pretty quickly so At some point, I just stopped trying too much and stopped thinking about what could have been what Piggy would have write. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I have listened to Voivod since I'm 11 years old. <laughs> it's the band I've listened to the most in my entire life. It's part of my musical DNA. It's part of my, you know, they are my teachers. They are my mentors musically. I got curious about music be because of them. So at some point, I let everything go and just uh, try to be spontaneous. And uh, if it sucks, it sucks, you know? Right. We get rid of the idea and, and if we can work it out. So from that point, you know, maybe at the third, fourth song in the process, 
I wrote Mechanical Mind, which is uh, the first one I really wrote pretty much completely. And uh, and uh, from that point, I was like, okay, uh, that's me. Right. And with all my Voivodish influenced, <laughs> this is it. And uh, and that that was uh, the 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 turning point for me if if we jump up to synchro anarchy which of course is the the full length that you released this year uh when i first listened to it i immediately thought of of alan holdsworth in in spaces you know there are some like some of those lead lines that you're playing have a very slippery holdsworth feel to them and i know that you're a jazz teacher or or you're you're a jazz student and you teach some some guitar in theory so like shell chords and all of that sort of stuff is that really part of what you're trying to do with voivod I never uh, never wrote with any theory. Okay. <laughs> theory is just <laughs> mathematics. Yeah. It's just calculating numbers. Uh, there are some rules in science, mm-hmm. and music is uh, almost a science because you are dealing with waves and sine waves and frequencies, right. and you're organizing them into some shapes or some order. So you know some some badly written music crumbles and so the good music keep together and yeah. it, it works yeah. and so there's some architecture rules that you have to follow and sometimes you have to see outside the box and make a different shape and then organize it so it works and it's stable if, if it's not stable it's not it's going to crumble yeah and so but i never write i always write with uh, spontaneity and instinct mm-hmm. and and what feels what ideas i that comes to mind and what kind of feel or mood i want to express that's the the first thing but uh if i have something more complex you know some emotions can be very complex mm-hmm. some uh, some thoughts can be very complex so music so does music. Uh, so it takes a little bit more attention when you try to do a puzzle with 5,000 pieces or uh, mm-hmm. 20,000 pieces instead of just 100. Mm-hmm. So it's not that it's better. It's just more complex. It's more, uh, it's deeper. So when you you uh, you write some, some part that need that little attention so all the mechanics works well so so the idea and the feel can come across something complex it takes a, a bit more of a, you know maybe analyzing and uh, and try and errors right, uh, right. There, there, theory is just faster for me as i know it as a tool mm-hmm. it gets faster to get to the point i want to reach but if I didn't know my uh, theory, I would go try and errors until I find right, it. Right. So it's like a blind person trying to walk without a cane in an unknown environment, or uh, or he, he measured everything and he knows every what everything every everywhere. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know if it makes sense. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a great analogy. I think one of the things about Voivod is um, the best songs have this ability to be complex, but always fall back to a rhythmic thing that you can bob your head to or a melody that you're like, yeah, this is now grooves, right? So that's the beauty of Voivod. 
and snake has a lot to do with it because uh, sometimes we arrive with a lot uh, complex stuff musically and he he goes like two note melodies and it glues it all together yeah. and it's like i can sing that melody i'm sure a kid in the street you sing that melody you know is it by yeah. heart at the first listen but don't try to to sing the guitar riff though right. but the melody will stick you know <laughs> right. so we're all uh, gluing it together so it, it works so speaking of of ultraman the ep that you have prepared it's coming out in november um i've read some of the press that says it's complementary it's supposed to be in addition to synchro anarchy so can you explain that a little bit what the idea is Uh, actually, the idea came to to me. I was watching Ultraman. I, I remember the guys. You know, they're a little bit older than me. Away in mm -hmm. Snake, uh, maybe 10, uh, 10, 13 years, and uh, they they remember the show which was translated in French because we're all French Canadian. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember watching the show as well when I was a kid and we were really impressed with the, the character and, the, and it was very unique. And, um, and the big monsters, you right. know, uh, right. uh, and, um, and the concept of it. So uh, it, it's something that has been part of... Uh, our culture growing up and uh, so i i uh, had this idea to uh, to to do a demo so i start i i did it before writing the first song of synchro and i anarchy actually i did it for fun and i sent it to the guys and do you like it you want to do it and uh, they were all in so uh, uh, we didn't work on it until we recorded uh, we finished the album mm -hmm. so we recorded it at the same sessions okay. but it was not meant to be on the album really okay cool and is the idea then to do something more with it is there is there an idea to tour on ultraman or is it just part of the same sort of recording touring cycle it's uh, i think it's just a complimentary thing uh, just for fun mm -hmm. and Uh, you know, Sony Music in Japan, they uh, they were all for it, so yeah. they promoted it and they were happy. And uh, we all wish there was an Ultraman to save the earth these days, you know. Absolutely. And, yeah, we need Ultraman to, to come and save us from uh, everything that's going on. So it's kind of a message of hope at the same time in a fun way. And uh, and uh, I, I sang all the Japanese parts because oh, cool. I speak a bit Japanese. Uh, wow. And um, and Snake uh, sang the French and the English version, okay. so we have uh, come full circle with our culture because we're French Canadian, but we also are close to uh, surrounded by English speaking yeah. uh, people yeah. and English that we learn to speak on tour, really, because yeah. we never speak it at home. And uh, the Japanese uh, lyrics are the original, so I, I uh, you know, knowing a bit of, of Japanese, being able to have little conversation, I, I thought it would be a, a good thing to uh, to uh, kind of uh, honor the original right. uh, lyrics. Speaking of, of Japan, it's interesting, like <laughs> the history of Voivod with the monsters and the sci-fi and all of that really seems to fit nicely into a Westerner's idea of what Japan is, you know? Yeah. yeah, well, you're living in a country, I mean, Japan, where earthquake can happen anytime, mm -hmm. tsunami can ha happen anytime. They had the nuclear bombs, uh, right. uh, wars, and a nuclear plant. And then there's always a danger, imminent danger. And uh, I think it's, it's, in, it's part of the culture to uh, create 
these kind of big monsters and uh, and also uh, genetic mutations and uh, um, it's it's sci-fi but it's not so far from reality at the same time there's a threat and they always uh, been used to the nature being a threat and also it gets people more together because you know that you will need your neighbor if something happened so you have to be polite to everybody because you never know when something bad happened everybody needs each other it's really important and uh, there's drills in japan where uh, the 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 uh, there are some uh, different alarms with different sound. This is alarm for tsunami. This is alarm for earthquake. This alarm means go to the mountains as quick as you can yeah. because water is coming. coming you know, yeah. they're really really organized. And uh, I've been there a few times, and uh, uh, I really uh, have a, a not a fascination, but a respect uh, of the way the uh, they are organized and and the politeness and all that and. Uh, Anyway, uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, so, it, the the sci-fi is sometimes uh, bearing a, a a message that is not so right, far right. from reality. A, a, re- a real message, right? So I yeah. can say "Watashi wa Paul des Genki deska Daniel." Genki des, arigato gozaimasu. All right, so there, <laughs> there's really our good. Japanese lesson, yeah, for for everybody uh, listening. Let's talk about End of Dormancy, which is one of my all-time favorite uh, Voivod songs. In particular, I'm interested in um, the horn arrangement. So is that something that you did and in, 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 in why? Which one? Uh, End of Dormancy. Yeah. Uh, actually, this is a good one because uh, we were invited to play the Inter- International Jazz Fest right. in Montreal. Yeah. So I think we're the... The only metal band to ever play the jazz fest, you know, and it's a big festival. You know, right. Pat Metheny comes to play. Jaco Pastorius played in Montreal on, on the jazz fest. And so big names like that. And we were like, okay, for me, Voivod makes sense in a jazz fest because the chords, the harmony, right. the kind of uh, complexity, uh, it, it makes sense to me. But I wanted to add an element and we didn't have much time. I wanted to add an element of of jazz, maybe a saxophone solo, a feature or something like that. And I remember when we wrote The End of Dormancy, I really had, you know, the riff. I can play it yeah, for you. On. It sounds like Roman trumpets. Yeah. Really, it's fort, uh, harmony, stacked. And uh, it's a bit out of tune, but anyway. And, uh, and so... It makes sense to have brass playing on on that riff because it it, it all comes from the Ben Hur movie, you know, in the sixties, yeah, I think. Yeah. And when you have the scene with the people that are, you know, rowing yeah. in the war boat and faster yeah. and faster, and you have that vibe in the song in the end of Dormancy, and so um, and there's a lot of uh, brass in the music of that movie. Yeah. So uh, I kind of based my arrangement on that, and the song was a- a- around water and submarines, and you know, yeah. un- underwater organism that lives there, and it's not from the earth. So uh, I, uh, I uh, took my pencil and I started to write the arrangement. And uh, you have to understand that when you hi- write an arrangement for a long piece, that seven-minute music uh, for brass you need you try not to repeat what the musician will play 
Like it's not a riff that you loop over and over. Mm -hmm. You have to write music for seven minutes right. without repeating much stuff. You know, right. you just want to to create no a novelty uh, to, to to make it fresh all the time. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it's a new element, it's a new element, and it complements the the music. So um, so I, I uh, it's been a while since I've written to for brass because it maybe back at university like 10 15 years ago 15 years ago so uh i had to open some books <laughs> you know <laughs> and uh, and when we did the performance live people went totally nuts there's some footage of it on youtube and uh, they didn't know that we were going to do that and there was a we added this an open section uh, improvise, uh, improvisation section mm -hmm. for the saxophone player to do a solo and uh, we, we played with the dynamics of the song mm -hmm. just like in a jazz uh, trio or uh, you know jazz band and uh, so it was really uh, happening and it, uh, it, it, it was a magical moment to have a brass quintet on stage with us so we decided afterward after the, the performance that it was kind of sad that only the people that were there mm -hmm. got the experience. Right. So that's why we went back to the studio. I called the same guys and they're all top players in Montreal. And we, uh, we went in the studio and we did the, uh, the recording uh, right. for, the, for the original track. And we used it for the official video so everybody can enjoy it. Right. It, it truly is a great song. And it, it to me, it both at once feels like a classic Voivod song, but also a very, very different Voivod song. You know, it has, it feels like both of those things at the same time, which is, which is quite a, quite an odd thing, but it, but it truly is a great song. Um, Thanks. One of my favorite albums is Angel Rat, which is of course before your time. Um, yeah. And it's not one of the more popular ones. You know, people think that it's too commercial or whatever, but I think the songs are good and I like to listen to it uh, still. And I know that you, you still do a couple of songs like The Prowl and, and stuff in, in the current set. When, when you're thinking about the set, are you trying to do fan service to all eras of the band or is it more about what's keeping the band engaged in what the music is currently? It's pretty much both because uh, we want to play uh, songs that we, we enjoy playing, mm -hmm. but at the same time we have, uh, uh, we care about the fans and when they want to hear some, but we cannot please uh, everyone. It's impossible. So we always have uh, comments on uh, maybe you played that song too much, or maybe mm -hmm. you should play this one. Or, but it's really hard with fifteen albums to right. do a set list, and and sometimes you are limited by time in a festival. You have you play like seven songs out of right. fifteen albums, so you have right. to cut. So uh, we kind of uh, we did some Eric Forrest era songs with Snake years ago, but. Um, we try to focus on Snake Catalog as well, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, from time to time we uh, we let go of a song and we learn a new one mm -hmm. or a new old one, right. and uh, so there's variation uh, year after year when we go to play. But we we uh, we have to play the you know the how how you I don't know the term in English, but uh, the songs that uh, if you don't play you'll you'll end up with tomatoes uh, on stage. <laughs> so we, we kind of keep uh, one or two like that right. uh, all the time. But uh, and sometimes uh, if there's a, a second encore or something like that, then crowd is, uh, is pumped. So we're going to 
play um, something uh, we have in the in our uh, in our uh, right. repertoire. Yeah. yeah. The I know that the old albums are are have been uh, repackaged and and put out again. Is is an album like Killing Technology just too far away from current version Voivod to to be viable? Uh, what does it mean? So you know, it's it's a long you know those songs are a long time ago. Those albums are a long time yeah. ago. And does it feel fundamentally like a different band? played those things or there's still a through line that you can draw from then to um ultraman um i really it's one of my favorite album killing technology mm -hmm. uh, we played a lot of songs from this album through the years i think it's still uh, very re relevant especially now mm -hmm. with what happens uh, in the world mm -hmm. so uh playing uh, the title track uh, black guards overreaction we did ravenous medicine mm -hmm. many times. Uh, I wish what my wish is to play the whole album like we did for Dimension Atros and Nothing Face on the streaming uh, that we did uh, last year. Right. It would be great to do the whole Angel Rat and the whole Killing yeah. Tech album. You yeah. know that would be really like a dream come true for me. Definitely. So I'm sure uh, it's it's still part of the sound of the band, even though it's evolving. Mm -hmm. If you listen to Synchro Anarchy, there there are some riffs that really sound like really like old school speed metal, and there's other stuff that are more like proggy, and and it's it's a mix of everything, you know. Right. So I think it's still uh, fitting the band. Going back to the original recordings, like I I had I had that on cassette and immediately like ravenous medicine was maybe the first song that i heard but just like the whole experience was so noisy and just like shocking when you first hear it uh, that and i don't like that's hard to recapture like i was a kid when i heard it and all of that sort of stuff um and i get that that's not what the band necessarily is about anymore in terms of pure pure bludgeoning bludgeoning sound but but you can still hear as you were just saying you can still hear sort of the dna of the band now yeah but now and then. that's the thing the the an album is a capture capsule right in, in time moment, yeah. you know and yeah. it reflects an era uh, of your life social era everything you cannot recreate that uh you can uh, kind of uh share the love and and honor it and yeah. and you know yeah. but uh different lineup different times different sound recorded at berlin in yeah. in you know when the wall was st yeah. still there yeah. so it's totally different uh, but um yeah i think uh yeah you you can't expect to recreate that for mm -hmm. sure yeah. one last thing here before i let you go chewy and and that is do you feel like voivod is now back on an upswing i talked to a lot of artists on here you know guys um that had big peaks in the late 80s early 90s and felt like it was never going to go away they were going to be on top of the world forever and then of course they weren't right and you have to deal with that but and voivod sort of went through that downward swing um and now i feel like there's sort of a blossom of Voivod things again. Is that is that how you feel about it or the band feels about it? Well, we're we're all working really hard, so there's always something going on. There's some project, there's some action, and that's what we focus on since the last 10 years or so. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, 
by keeping, uh, you know, the reissues happening, the book the documentary that's mm -hmm. coming uh, uh, next year, uh, new songs, new albums, shows, EPs, covers, keeping the band busy and, and be out there and trying to uh, feed, uh, so to speak, uh, the, the Voivod fans mm -hmm. and uh, our own It's a need, really. It's an addiction to create, and uh, we need to do it. So uh, it keeps the band healthy. As long as, uh, as far as uh, success and peaks and all that, every band I know mm -hmm. had these kind of phases. Right. Even your local band, even the, you know, the most popular band on the planet, even Metallica had had the right. yeah. down yeah. downs and, and ups. You know. It, it doesn't, you know, it's part of life and it's not a race against, uh, it's not an Olympics. It's, it's just music. It's not a sport. So you achieve what you want. You try to reach your goal. You try to, uh, to the business to go uh, as, as, you know, as the best it can go in the circumstances and you, mm -hmm. you push forward and you look forward and you focus and that's, That's how we can survive 40 years. Yes. yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Well, I want to thank everyone who's listening. Your support is very much appreciated as always. I will drop the links. Of course, you know about Voivod. I will drop the links in there. Uh, Chewy, are you giving lessons? Is that something that you do nowadays or are you too busy? I'm uh, teaching in college, uh, mm -hmm. pop, jazz, guitar, and theory. And I used to give a lesson with my website, uh, danmongrain.com. I, I did it a lot uh, during the the era yeah. we just uh, went in, <laughs> and uh, I will do it uh, again. But now I'm too busy with uh, projects, mm -hmm. and I just finished a new uh, music book for Voivod uh, for Synchro Anarchy. Cool. It's my sixth book that I uh, edited, so uh, it's available now. And uh, I keep busy with other gigs as well. I just did a TV show in Montreal with pop artists to fu uh, raise funds for the young men living in the streets. And so uh, it will be on Radio uh, Canada uh, in December. So I have a lot going on. Uh, yeah, that's uh, awesome. But I, I will teach again uh, probably next year, depending on, on my teaching um, charge in, in college. Right, right. Cool. Well, I will definitely drop the links for all of that. Can I uh, ask a big favor and ask you to play us out here in lieu of my normal uh, theme music? Give us, give us some Voivod riffage here as we go out. Okay, what do I play? Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You catch me off guard here. Uh, okay. Ha, 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 ha.